0: Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Ooh, you're a bit nervous now, aren't you? Maybe this league won't be a doddle after all, as poor pre-season performances for the Potters have us questioning our potential promotional predictions. There's work to be done for Gary Rowett, making signings in the right areas, getting the tactics right and shifting, quite frankly, the deadweight, who we all hoped had gone during the summer. Speaking of which, joining me are Chris Bammer and Ben Cartwright. Whee! I'm sorry. I'm sorry lads I, d- I think look that intro him. was a he does I think that intro was a bit mean spirited you see what I was doing there was saying something a bit controversial on a broadcast in order to be noticed because you know I'm not actually that good at my proper job, so I have to be nasty about my teammates and imply they're bad in order to make myself look better despite the fact I haven't contributed anything worthwhile in two years <laughs> if you're a new listener, that was a joke about Charlie Adam. <laughs> I do think we have a few new listeners now. You know, not the proper Wizards of Drivel listeners. The kind who like our jokes, mm. like, you know, the Simpsons references, like hashtag deploying Goy. Not those ones. There'll be ones who've listened to the Ricardo Fuller interview and gone, oh, brilliant, I love Ricardo Fuller. I bet the normal ep- episodes are really good. Well, they're not. So uh, thanks for listening anyway. Uh, I've just set set the scene for the new listeners. My name's David Cowleshaw. You might have seen me on Twitter and thought, Oh, I don't really understand that tweet. Hello. <laughs> There's also uh, Chris Brammer, who is the wizard with the most children out of all of us. How are you doing, Chris?
1: <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm all right. I'm. Uh, I. I've missed this. You know. It's. It's been a long summer, and we've had a World Cup, and, and I thought I was happy and like over the fact that we went out in a semi-final, blah blah blah. But then. My aforementioned child, the one child I have, uh, was sat today, just sat on the floor playing with toys, singing, "Football's coming home, it's coming home," and I and and, and I just cried, and cried, and it's and it's it's tragic, really. So uh, how how I'm doing? I'm really bad. <laughs> that
0: that's exactly the tone to kind of set the season preview away with. Uh, also for the new listeners, uh, the other. Wizard joining me is Ben Cartwright, who is the wizard with the most incongruous accent for a stoke city podcast <laughs> how are you doing ben
2: well i'm I'm doing all right I was a bit scared what the line was going to be after introducing myself <laughs> yeah. so i'm i'll take i'll take that line about my my awful stoke accent
0: yeah i mean it's 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 just it's, uh, we've had Russians and Americans on this podcast, but for some reason yours is the most kind of difficult for a, a native potter to listen to i, I don't blame <laughs> yeah. them
2: i really don't blame them uh, it's it's currently raining outside my window though and we've got a week now until the first Stoke game of the season i, I feel at home it's not this devastating heat anymore stoke are around the corner and the weather is there to greet them and i'm absolutely <laughs> buzzing um to be back with you two. Oh,
0: that's brilliant I should also make it clear for the new listeners as well that when I refer to ourselves as wizards it's you know it's just after the name of the podcast we're not actually wizards we can't do magic and stuff so don't think it's a podcast about like spells and harry potter and that
1: although but although
0: it, it could can be. Gary Rowett do magic Chris this is this is the intro you've just stepped on Chris can Gary Rowett do magic and get us promoted bang Professional.
1: <laughs> I, I I wish we'd communicated with each other and told us that there was gonna be like really amazing uh, transitions in this episode because because <laughs> I was not prepared and I feel awful for stepping all over Start that. Start as you mean to go on. Exactly, That's exactly. Funny. We've been doing this for like two two and a bit years now. That's why we we don't need to change a thing. Keep it all the same. Was that a question I'm though? Thinking. Was that a question like Can he get us promoted? Is this how we're starting the episode? well yeah
0: kind of yeah uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash wizards of drivel by the way if you want to give us money um yeah chris can can gary Rowett uh is gary Rowett going to be the man because after yesterday chris there's been a lot of classic what i'd call vintage stoke negativity mm-hmm. about so what what is happening
1: uh are we still going on um uh yeah probably hopefully I'll have to admit that I was one of the ones who felt really negative yesterday. And I know that that is silly and that it's completely irrational. But I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like this pre-season, I wanted a little bit more. I don't know what I expected because, you know, all pre-season results, they don't matter, do they? They're all just about fitness, blah, blah, blah. But I would have liked to have seen more... At least showing as we mean to go on. More attacking, um, threat, more, just, just a bit more intent from the team. I think Gary Rowett can take us up, for bloody hell. I think we've got a squad that is almost ready to start the season. I agree with your intro. I think we need to see a few, um, of the dead wood, um, literally thrown in a river and let it float down the river like the dead wood it is. Um, but yeah, I think I think he can. I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as perhaps we were all thinking. But but I'm I'm also not of the mindset that oh this is going to be a rubbish season. Blah blah. We have got a very good team. There are some absolute bad teams. And uh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope because you know I want a bit of football happiness after last year. Like I felt really sad last year, and and I just want to enjoy it. Please let me enjoy it, Gary.
0: You're saying there were some really bad teams in the Championship, Chris, but uh, St. Pauli are quite a bad side anyway. And they did us. They did us good and proper. We were absolutely outplayed in a friendly. And yes, it but, is only a friendly. And yes, Darren Fletcher was playing. Yeah, But how concerning was that performance for you considering it was our last friendly before the season's due to start well
1: i think the thing you have to consider about the saint pauli game is that they they banned our secret weapon didn't they we we weren't allowed to have delilah playing and so you know like when you're a wrestler and you have a finishing move we we weren't allowed our finishing move were we so who
0: had 11 minutes for the first wrestling reference of the season from chris
1: (laughs) 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 i'm surprised it took that long if honest um, but it, that on on a, yeah, yeah Delilah yeah no um old joking like aside I I didn't I well when I could get to watch the scream yes scream yesterday um I I wasn't overly impressed I think we were better the first half but then yeah the second half things drifted off we were bad defensively for their two goals at least it was only two goals this season not four like last year uh, so you know we're we, we're not. We're fifty percent better, um, <laughs> but, but good maths. But, thank you. It, took, it got I, that. I struggled. Um, I don't know. Like I say, I I feel like I was expecting more, and I don't know why I was expecting more. I don't know why I suddenly expected us to come into pre-season and everything click and everything work. But mm. I, I don't. Know. I feel there's there's still a lot of work to do before the game against Leeds and I think even then like I, I don't think people can expect us to go to Ellen Road on Saturday and see a team that's going to compete the same way all for the rest of the season because it is going to get better uh players are going to have more time to uh gel together um that's my hope my hope is that it's a team that gets better throughout the season um that that's got to be what we hope for
0: I guess the biggest concern for me, Ben, is looking at those two friendlies in isolation. We didn't seem to create an awful lot of chances and I know Ben Fobe didn't play against St. Pauli uh, and Saido Berahino uh, ended up having a run out as did Mam Dufi who missed an awful chance. My big concern is a that the same problems of last season will persist in that we just won't create enough for someone like Ben Fobe to finish and even if we do and Benfica's not there we haven't got a backup striker capable of sticking the ball in the back of the net i don't know who you think the backup striker is at the moment berahino juve i think crouch could be on his way so uh, where are the goals going to come from because that is kind of the big concern for me right now
2: yeah it is a goals has been a confirmed uh, has been a confirmed there's been a concern for as long as we can all remember probably i mean it would be lovely to think that in six months' time we'll be living in a Benek-Aphobi wonderland. He's already scored 20 goals. I'm not sure how it was, how it's going to happen. We haven't addressed the issue of creating chances. We never, we, we never really knew if Berahino was that bad at finishing them, I, I think. I think it was more the fact that nothing really ever happened for him. I would say Berahino probably is our second choice, um, I think. He's got the most potential still. Just about. Um, I, I actually before I do go into my points any any more. I I was thinking earlier today about how twelve months ago Dave and I were sat outside a Bolton pub, and I think I said I think we were both saying um, that Darren Fletcher was likely to be one of the signings of the of the season. So anything that I do say on on this podcast, feel free to completely ignore and um, write it down. And in about twelve months' time. Laugh at me for anything that I say. So, back to the point. Um, it's quite worrying at this stage where the goals are going to come for. I come from. I guess the sort of the the saving light the saving light is that players don't play as well as they will do when the the game comes on Sunday. I think Ince will be a completely different beast. He's literally just joined the club. Um, Ince is a great championship player. He scores goals. We definitely didn't see the best of him um, yesterday. And it's probably the same can be said for McLean, I mean, the problem um, for a lot of us is that there's there's no midfielder there that can create something, and a lot of us um, will say that Bojan should be that midfielder, obviously he was one of a contingent that were, quotation marks, injured for this one, so he wasn't involved, and, and anyway the formation that we're playing at the moment does not suit Bojan at all, unless you put him out right, which hasn't worked in the past. Um, But maybe we're we're living in a wonderland by saying Bojan will solve all the problems in the championship. I mean, I would certainly like to live in that wonderland. And I keep on saying the word wonderland, which is a bit weird. Um, But, yeah, yeah, (laughs) with all of these pre-season friendlies, every time, I'm sure I said the same last year, is that you just can't tell what's going to happen come Sunday. And that's the important thing. I mean, Leeds have been doing terribly in their pre-season, I'm led to believe, by their Twitter. Um, And I think that that only means one thing, is that they will be terrible on Sunday and... We can ignore our form and we're gonna be brilliant, I think. That's 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 all I can take from this pre season really is my my innate sense of optimism before any football match. Um so there we go.
0: Well, speaking of pre season optimism, I did revisit the twenty seventeen eighteen Wizards pre season preview. Oh. and uh shut we predicted Stoke to finish 11th, 12th and 14th in the Premier League. So, <laughs> um, are we, are, Is this podcast too optimistic for its own good? Quite possibly. I'll let you be the judge of that. On the kind of tactical side of it, I just can't work out what we're doing at the moment, really. And that is a slight concern with seven days to go before your season starts. We don't have a what I'd call classic defensive midfielder. uh, uh, He's a bad example because he'd be too good for us, but N'Golo Kante kind of player who will just do everything in that defensive midfield position. And we don't uh, possibly, apart from Bojan, have a creative attacking midfielder. And I know this might upset a few people, but I still don't know where Joe Allen fits in the grand scheme of things. That's leaving aside the fact that our backup options are Adam Fletcher, Afili, <coughs> um and Imbula who, if you believe, the Sentinel will pretty much be on his way soon. So we I don't know how we're going to fit the how we're going to construct a midfield that Gary Rowett wants. We, we're playing three in midfield, and none of them. Is, seem seems to be playing the role of uh, an you know attacking creative type, and we've got like one who was Darren Fletcher against Saint Pauli, so one sat behind two kind of central midfielders, and that creates kind of a lot of a lot of room between them and the front three. I think I think it can if teams defend well against us, they can defend they can uh, sorry they can. Uh, cut off that space between McLean and mm-hmm. and the midfield very easily. If I had to pick a midfield three now, I'd probably pick a Tabo and Di, who may or may not be leaving, and Joe Allen. But I think that's far from an ideal solution. I think there needs to be that gap bridged in some form between the attack and the midfield. Otherwise, we can fi- we could find it very hard to score goals. But that kind of Leads me on to a positive side I want to talk about in that I think James McLean's impressed in these two friendlies and he may not have been the you know, people's choice for you know, potentially exciting signings and I might be putting the Darren Fletcher curse on him again. But uh yeah, he looks decent, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, no, he 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 really he really does. He looks industrious and and yeah I, I think he will fit the gary rowett system perfectly. He seems to be to use a nice cliche hard working and um he will get up both ends of the pitch uh, and and put a shift in which is something we've perhaps lacked i wanna say maybe last season um no he 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 has he he impressed me yesterday for for big spells of the game um but I think you're right. I feel like Gary Rowett seems to be playing a four-three-three, and with a defensive midfielder and two central midfielders, it does leave a bit of space between midfield and the and the striking options. And I don't know. I I, I don't know how he solves that. Short of the striker coming short and the wider players pushing narrower in, and the, then your wing backs overlap. It's I don't know. It's a it's going to be a busy week, I feel, or it should be a busy week. I hope it's a busy week.
0: Yeah, and uh, but I don't know who we're going to get in, mm-hmm. if anyone really, because there's the the only kind of persistent rumor that's still kind of hanging on in there is James Chester from Aston Villa, and if we talk about where we need the the strengthening, it is at centre half because. Uh, if Shawcross or Martins get injured at the moment, who else is there, really? Um, it is someone in midfield, possibly two men in midfield, as I say, someone who can create and someone who can be a proper defensive midfielder. I don't know if a Itebo is going to be that. I think a is more box-to-box. Mm-hmm. I think Allen's more box-to-box. And and a jury's out on and Die for me. So, uh, someone in midfield, someone at the back. And... Uh, I think we need another striker as well. I know um, that we're playing in a one-striker system and Benekafobe will be our probably be our first choice, but I don't see Berahino being, stepping up. I think he's given us no reason to really trust him. Uh, and OK, Juice might fill in and do a job, but it's a 46-game season. We need someone re- really close to a Afobe's ability to... To kind of challenge him for that position, really.
1: I, I, I think that's you've you've like hit the nail on the head there. With I, outside of our potential first eleven, it's quite a, a drop off in terms of well, mm. who's going to fill fill that position? And I don't know whether we were under an assumption that all oh, the, the the deadwood would be gone in the summer and we would have replaced them with with better players, but that hasn't manifested. And I I do wonder whether there is a case of we won't move for a midfielder because we have other players there who someone will feel welcome. If it comes to it, they can do a job. Like mm. they're not going to go and start buying another defensive midfielder when they already think, well, we've already got and Charlie, Adam Fletcher, Jeff Cameron. There are like four other midfielders there who will, if we buy another player, will be like, well, what about me? They. I, I I would have hoped that we would have shifted more players on yeah. but then yeah and so, so my concern is like yours it's a 46 game season and if one of those starting 11 players drops off or gets injured or whatever what is there to come in and replace um, I feel I, I, I feel alright in defence with the exception that like I think centre backs we do need another centre back but I think I'm happy for like the fullbacks to have Peters and Bauer on the sides and then have like Tom Edwards and Josh Tyman as their backups. I'm comfortable in that situation. Goalkeeper wise, unless anything happens with Jack Butland, I am more than happy with that position. Um unless, you know, Butland and Adam Federici get injured and we're left with Jakob Ho Um <laughs> in which case I think we're we're doomed. Uh but it, it, yeah, midfield is a position. It's a position we struggled with last season, and I think um, whilst we've made a decent signing and and the re-signing of Joe Allen is decent, yeah, that I don't want to start the season with Darren Fletcher in defensive midfield essentially.
0: Yeah, this is something that really concerned me about the team selection for the friendlies. Is I thought Andai was on his way. So when he started against Wolves, that surprised me a bit. But then to start Darren Fletcher against St. Pauli, it just seemed to be like, you can't really be considering him for your first team next season, can they? I mean, he's just... I know it was a Premier League season last season, but the Championship's fairly intense and I just don't think Darren Fletcher's got any legs in him anymore, which is a shame because he used to be a, a really fine player. But I just can't see... No. Are there any any logic in picking him for these kind of warm up games and to be honest I just don't see a kind of set plan from these pre season games it might be the go route just thinks like pre season friendly is a waste of time because we don't seem to have had many at all we we played like two half games in germany then we played wolves and st Pauli, so it's not like we've you know had a really hectic schedule so Maybe Rowitz doing it all behind the scenes and not, not you know, kind of playing his cards too early. It feels
2: like a really weird pre-season, though. Probably half because of the World Cup and half because of the fact that yeah. time is running out on the transfer window so much quicker than than any other season that we've had. Is is this the first one where it's the first game of the season? I don't know. I can't remember last year even. Um, yeah. So it, it would be absolutely classical Stoke to sort of. The transfer team hardly even realise that the transfer window is closing next Sunday. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, we've no, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, Peter, we've got until the end of August, and then th- they get to the end of Sunday and they switch on Sky Sports News and Jim White is in a yellow tie and they say, shit, um, what are we going to do? And then we end up a mid-table sto- uh, mid-table Championship side and end here, end our days um, in the Championship. But seriously. I, it's difficult to tell at this stage I think let's I'm I'm putting all my eggs back inside Berahino's basket he's going to score some goals for us we've got some <laughs> we've got some great youth players there think about like this stage last season how much we were talking about oh this season might be the season that the likes of N'Goy and mm. and whoever and, and Campbell might get their chance what if what if this oh. season in the, in the championship a, 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 lay, a level lower Campbell instead of being thrown directly into the dogs on the final game in or final game at home, desperately needing a goal to save us from relegation, Campbell gets thrown on. Instead of that, Campbell against Wigan in a midday midweek fixture. Hopefully not midday. Midweek fixture. <laughs> Maybe he's score a goal and we can get behind him and life will be happy and we'll finish top of the championship with Sorensen an absolute rock in the heart of that midfield. We don't need Darren Fletcher. <laughs> the the main problem I have with our transfer transfers is the fact that we how can we be so bad at getting rid of players that are bad? Why do we always give players extra years on their contract when it's entirely not deserved? It d- d- any other club as bad as us are keeping players like Charlie Adam on our books? <laughs> Darren Fletcher is still here. Why? Why did we give a 33-year-old or however, however old he is, a two-year contract? He was absolutely dis- disastrous last season. He should be out of the club. He should have been out of contract. Um, at the start of July or whenever, whenever they ran out. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it for seasons to come. Struggling in League One. Oh, I really wish we could get rid of Peter Crouch
1: now.
0: <laughs> I think uh, when players' agents go in to have the uh, kind of sit-down meeting with Tony Scoles, they must be sat there thinking, oh, brilliant, we've got an absolute... No hoper. It's, you know the bit in The Apprentice where they go for the interview with like Lord Sugar's right-hand man? It's a really tough, gruelling kind of battle between the two of them. <laughs> Tony Scholes is the antithesis of that. He is just... You may may as well send in a kitten uh, to kind of iron out these these clauses because James McLean's 29 years old and whilst he may be an okay player, a five-year contract he's got. And God God knows how much... Some of our uh, also run players are currently earning because uh, if because no one's coming in for him, and that might be because a they're crap, b they're on too much money, mm-hmm. or c you, you know Tony Scholes just can't negotiate his way out of a paper bag. So <laughs> it, it could be could be one of many reasons, uh, but. I have uh, compiled a list of who I consider the deadwood and we're going to play a game now called should they stay or should they go. Now. Nice. See, see what I did there. That it's, was good. Like a, it's like that clash song, isn't it? It is. Um Chris, mm-hmm. uh, the first name I've got on this list of deadwood or maybe he's not deadwood, maybe you you think he's worth keeping is Mr. Peter Crouch. Are uh, are we,
1: we going to get rid of Crouchy? Um. Yes, floating down the river, Dave. <laughs> like I, 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 I appreciate it's an
0: exceptionally long piece of deadwood, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it's, it's a, it is. You could build a very nice river crossing with it. Um, <laughs> Good. I, no, I, I, I really appreciate everything Peter Kraut has done for the club. I think that he has been he has been a crowd favourite, and I'm I'm very happy with everything he's, he's achieved. We are the club that he's spent the longest time at, and that's great. But I think if another club is to come in with an offer for him, he should move on because I think mean, it's the right time for him. I don't want to see another season where he doesn't meet up with the midfield and we are, he's left isolated and nothing happens for him. So, yeah, if Burnley want him, as has been rumoured today, you go for it, Pete. Go for it. Go and do your McDonald delivery adverts for them. Oh,
0: that that was that was a, a low point in the kind of Crouchy banter <laughs> era, really, because the uh, Crouchy is Crouchy does have good banter uh, on the whole, and you know, he, even this summer, you know, he was, he's been at the gigs, he's been doing all the tweets. There was a great video of him kicking a basketball into a hoop as well. And, oh, that's all good. Just don't lower yourself with McDonald's adverts crouchy, you mm-hmm. know. We expect better. And that's why we're selling it. Now, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean Ben, this kind of uh, conversation about oh, do we get rid of these places kind of based on the assumption that we will to some extent replace them anyway. So, are, are you thinking Crouch pos- should probably go? Yeah, Crouch
2: should go. He uh, I think he probably thinks that is he's, he's above um, pardon the pun, above the Championship. And to be honest with you, I'm tired of saying to people I I don't know that I support Stoke and then saying, Peter Crouch is good though, isn't he? He's funny. No, <laughs> not good. He might be sometimes funny, but that doesn't mean that he should play for my football club. And I'm done with it. I've been done with it a long time. Again, this point last season, I said I said he'd never score a Premier League goal for Stoke again. And I was wrong. And I, I, I want to stop being mm. wrong. Pete. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe there's another issue other than Peter Crouch and Darren Fletcher. Maybe, <laughs> nah, nah,
0: it's, there. it's them. Mam Biram Juf, oh, mam, it's just, I really don't want to accept the fact he shit, but I'm gonna have to, I think, because there's only so many missed chances that you can put up with without any goals in return. And watching him miss that sitter against Saint Pauli, I thought, oh, man because whilst he, like Crouchy is a, is a lovely guy and you really want to see him succeed is there still a role for Malmjouf?
1: I'm keeping him I'm, on my list I'm keeping him just for his uh, versatility at the moment I don't think we have enough players out like outside the first 11 who can fill in, in as many positions as him and whilst I agree that it's quite sad to see him stumble over footballs um, the fact that he can put in a shift on the right wing, uh, right back if needs be, I, I think for a season at least he's a good player to hold on to. Uh, he he can he can go next year for me if we if we get back up, he can go on a free. But um, I'd, I'd keep him for this year.
0: Uh, ben, do
2: you similar keep... probably. I mean, it's going to be different to Crouch where I'd actively sort of. I don't hate Crouch, but I I, I just rather we would go, where Jeff, I'm not going to say, go, please leave, mate, I'm not going to push him out the door, I'm going to be, I'm to be sitting there waiting for him to dump me, I think, rather than the other way around, <laughs> I, look, I wouldn't, it'd be like, it'd be like texting the mates on the WhatsApp group saying, Jeff's gone, which is alright, and then we'd move on, but yeah, he's versatile, we all love to see him score, and we all love to see him smile, fair play to the lad, but he somehow doesn't know how to play mm-hmm. football anymore, which is... Shad, shad. It's it's a
1: shad.
0: It's a shame. Saido <laughs> uh, Barahino, we've kind of talked about, and I guess we've got to take the word of Ricardo Fuller that we can't take our uh, cut our losses mm-hmm. on him because, you know, who's going to take a gamble on him now? Uh, and if we do manage to claw something out of him, then I guess there may be some either sell on value or value to Stoke City further down the line. So. Perhaps Berahino should stick around as kind of second or third choice striker. Gianelli and Bueller, what's happening here?
1: I I want to keep him and and I know that that is somewhat a controversial position because some people feel that he's lazy or whatever. But I he's he's an exceptional talent and I think that if he played consistently, he he would be would be brilliant. I I don't believe that. I I still fail to understand what it was that went wrong with Mbula. I I don't think I I don't know why Mark Hughes dropped him. Essentially, I don't. I think he he took blame for for a lot of things, which is probably unfair. And I think he needs an arm round the shoulder to to throw all the football cliches at you. He needs an arm round the shoulder, mm. and he just needs to get back to his best mm. and. I don't know, I don't want him to go. I feel he will, but i yeah, I wouldn't I... It, it, when we when we're talking about we're, we're lacking quality in midfield, we know he can be quality
0: mm. yeah,
1: the thing for me was
0: the reason in failed, in my opinion, is a failure to adapt to what Mark Hughes wanted, and that may be a failure on Buehler's part as well as Hughes's part. I I'm, I'm, i wouldn't entirely say it was one nor the other. There were occasions where jean and Beulah's kind of lack of defensive abilities harmed the team. Now, I think that might... But then you could also argue, then why was Mark Hughes trying to make
1: him something he wasn't? Which is perfectly fair. I In terms of... Go on. well I don't think Mark Hughes knew what he wanted because it was perfectly clear that we lost in Zonzi and Mark Hughes tried with three four players to fill that position we had Marco Van Hinkel, didn't work out he brought in Steve Sidwell granted that was going to be as a like a backup option and maybe for Glenn Whelan he tried Charlie Adam in that position Darren Fletcher Gianelli and Bula um, it's what mm-hmm. it, it, it hasn't worked out because he's been tr- we've we've been trying for years to replace Steven and Zonzi and as has been shown, it's really hard to to replace Stephen and Zonzi.
0: Yeah, because Stephen and Zonzi, as it turns out, is world class mm-hmm. and you know, it, it was always gonna be difficult to replace and Zonzi, but I don't think we did that with any kind of similar player at all. And um the issue I think in Bule- Well, with kind of keeping in Beuler now is that if you look at the kind of player he is, he's a box-to-box midfielder whose strengths are kind of breaking through the lines of midfield, going on, you know, surging runs forward. I think Peter Atabo covers that now, and I think Atabo may have a bit more in terms of kind of his uh, approach to the game defensively, and Mm -hmm. and so does Imbula really fit in the midfield three? Because again, we've got too many, we <laughs> we don't have a midfielder who is an absolute specialist no. at something. I don't think a table might be really good at a few things and I'm really hopeful he can turn out to be that, but we've got just kind of an odd patchwork of midfielders who have some, some kind of attribute, but no, we've got no one who mm-hmm. embodies enough of them to kind of, Make you think, wow, what a midfield we've got! Yep. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, possibly
1: apart from Etebo we'll see. I, um, I would probably even argue that we've got Etebo Allen, and Dye, and Imbula, who are all box-to-box midfielders. They all yeah. maybe variations on that, but their strength is going from defence to attack, and and running it rather than being a, a holding midfielder or someone who's more of a an, an advanced playmaker. They are all those type of players and so arguably you would not be able to play all three of the three of those type of players in the no. same team because mm. <laughs> it would be carnage Dave. It would be carnage. Yeah. But um
0: and again the 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 issue is like you've got Joe Allen and a uh, Atebo who will be like, yeah, exactly. right, uh, Gary Rowett might expect them to run around a lot and be all kind of like all-action superhero midfielders who will kind of charge down every pass and try and get the team moving in that way. But then you've also got Imbula who d- would either doesn't see himself as that kind of player or his strength isn't doing that. It's picking the ball up with time and space, finding... Finding ways to run forward. Charlie Adam, who can't run anyway. Darren Fletcher, who can't run anyway. And So we kind of have the situation where the midfielders we do play, we don't. There's there's kind of no set way of playing because they're all so different. We don't know what to expect of the midfield from week to week. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, a real head scratcher. And I just hope we can um, kind of find a way of playing that best suits. Yeah. The players we have, which may mean dropping Joe Allen or Ndai or getting rid of Imbula, whatever it means. Yeah, but
2: I think I think I conc- agree with that. I think Imbula has to leave Stoke City Football Club. As much as some people will be sad about that, and as much as some people will be happy about that, if he stays, then he's not going to get chances because it's going to be Joe Allen. Imagine if Gary Rowett says to Joe Allen, "Oh, you have to stay because." We want you, we need you. He signs a new contract, what a legend, and then we we drop him straight away. It's not gonna happen. He's gonna play for at least the first five, ten games, probably. Same with Etabo, we've brought him in, he looks like a massive talent. So that and then Imbula's not gonna fit in there. So why would he stay and he shouldn't stay? And I think I've never been as sort of polarized in my view of Imbula thinking that he must play for Stokes that he must start because at times as as Dave sort of you alluded to I, I was at games when he, he just didn't track the man, and then he, that man went on to score. And it's like, when you see that right in front of your eyes, it's kind of, it is, it's easy to sort of write off a player. And, and I'm not saying I've written off in Bula. I think he's as talented as the next next guy I thinks he's talented. But I, it's not going to work at Stoke in the Championship. If it if it was going to work, it might have worked in the Premier League. But I just can I cannot see it. And I think he deserves better than sitting on the bench for Stoke City in the Championship. As as much as I don't want to insult our glorious
0: football club. Hmm. Were well, the next two players I kind of mentioned there but oh Scottish midfielders um, hmm. Darren Fletcher and Charlie Adam I imagine both of you are in agreement with me that uh, both of them need to be kind of shoved out the door as quickly as possible Darren Fletcher I've, I've, I i apologise to because I've got nothing against him as a person and in, in fact he's a player looking at his whole career I I, I admire him greatly he's kind of he had a that a long-running illness that kind of mm-hmm. had a massive impact on his career and the way he came back from that was really inspiring. And he even, in the first few weeks, may, maybe months of his Stoke career, looked like he, he would be that signing. He did start his Stoke career really well, but unfortunately that dropped off and I think that's more to, do, more to do with his age and kind of not being able to cope with the demands of the... Of modern football anymore Charlie Adam um, can quite frankly swivel because I'm just <laughs> sick of talking about him on this podcast I'm sick of hearing him on the radio and I'm sick of him spouting absolute well drivel <laughs> because we all, we all know what he's saying about Shakiri we all know what he's saying about characters in in the dressing room last season but if you are going to go on a pedestal and dish that stuff out about either former or current teammates, and I'm guessing it's a combination of both former and current teammates, then you've got to be damn well sure you're not in a glass house. Mm -hmm. And Charlie Adam is in the biggest fucking glass house in the world. He's in Crystal Bloody Palace, and he's throwing (laughs) around boulders. (laughs) He... Yeah. Um, I'm I'm getting angry thinking about it, but if you... Again, and again, I don't want to be like, oh, here, here we go again, he just hates Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam has been a good player for in the, in, in the past. Those That kind of first season under Hughes and for a while uh, towards the end of Peelers, Charlie Adam was good because he, he had a kind of basic role in the team and he was a, a, allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. But when the pressure was on, he let himself and his teammates down massively in being unfit and... Making terrible, terrible choices on the football pitch, as well as I, I hear off it. So, with all that considered, Charlie Adam, please leave Stoke City. I don't like you.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I know, but he scores goals, Dave. Oh, he's got a, he's got a wonderful left foot. He's got a wand. Of isn't a left his foot. isn't
0: his
2: name Charlie uh, Adams? Sorry, you keep on saying okay. Adam, yeah, and I'm Adams. confused.
1: Mm. I think, yeah. I, I think, I don't, I mean, I know you're saying that he's he hasn't put the work in, Dave, but I think he's put a lot of work in on his media career this summer, so well, yeah, this is it. And yeah, don't talk
0: to me about your bloody make- making all efforts to try and keep us in the league when you can't wait to get on uh, the Monday nightclub <laughs> and just dish it out. The
2: other argument for Charlie I'm Adam for potentially it. is. No one did more to get get us where we are, so he arguably deserves a chance to give it his best, <laughs> potentially.
0: Oh, dear. Dear. Maybe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think anyone one can d- d- say a positive, can they? <laughs> <laughs>
0: one, d- one day Charlie Adam will have left Stoke City. Oh, goodness and th- and That day nice. will be a, I w- I, w- I won't time. know how to fill at least 5% of this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, just a, a few more names to kind of. Go through then. Ibrahim Affalai, where do we
1: stand with him? Oh
0: goodness. seems a, seems a bit of an odd one.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what condition he's in. <laughs> probably, like, he probably doesn't know. like. <laughs> exactly. I think. Uh, I, I don't know where he fits in in this team, and to be honest with you, I don't know if he would be fit enough to be in the team. Like, just let him go to a slow paced league or something. He can move to the MLS or he can move to the second division in Spain or go back to the Netherlands because... Chris,
0: that was a bit Brexit. It yeah. was.
1: Get out. Go, just Listen. go back
0: to the Netherlands. It,
2: it, it's mad that it is mad that Ibrahim when... Afalai is playing for Stoke City Football Club in the Championship potentially. That is still quite crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? Really? Mm. Atholai Bojan and Atholai are playing for Stoke City Football Club in the second tier of English football I'll tell you what Atholai would be good at as well on slow paced football that walking football that's on Barclays adverts he would be absolutely sensational wouldn't he thinking about it hmm, maybe that's what he should do
0: we'll just form a walking football club and let and let Adam and Atholai play there and Fletcher we would win
2: so much at walking football (laughs) goodness man maybe
0: that's it maybe that's the maybe that's the trick um, Jeff Cameron is, is still at the club and I guess that most people would want to keep him around because of that aforementioned versatility he can play in a few positions if he's needed and I think he's kind of the only centre back cover we've got at the moment as well in terms of what if something happens to Martins Indian Shawcross uh, just one more player I want to talk about uh, potentially going before we move on is um Eric Chupomoting. moting I don't really know what I think about Chupomoting because at times last season I thought, yeah he's alright, he, he'll, he'll do a job, whatever doing a job means, and but at times last season I thought, he's absolute garbage, I can't stand him. Um, so, what what's to do, what's to be done with Chupomoting I'd, I'd keep
2: him, I'd keep him, I'd be happy to keep him, I think he could do bits, I think he scored goals last season when he probably didn't deserve to score goals so if we're looking for for someone to pop up with a few then he probably could be the guy um another point for his his um him sticking around i think someone else mentioned this at some point this isn't my point but he's he seems to be best mates with a lot of people always nice to have mm-hmm. best mates S- same thing for jeff cameron best mates with jack butland if that is the single reason that 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 <laughs> jeff cameron stays at stoke city football club is that Jack Butler wants to be with his best mate, then so be it, Jeff. You sit there and do nothing all season and get paid for it and I'll be happy. Um, No, I'd I'd be excited. I think Chuba Moting, yeah, he's hot and cold. He's literally the definition of hot and cold. I I don't really understand him as a man or as a football player, but I think in the Championship, it's very much his level. And also, he's a player that never doesn't... he, He doesn't ever not finish his contract. I think that grammatically made sense. So, we need to keep doing that for him. Give him that right to just not get bought, because he's not good enough to get bought. And, yeah, that's my point. (laughs)
0: Mm. Well, I've just seen uh, on the Sentinel website, from our mate Pete Smith, uh, Stoke City Transfer News, up to six players still set to leave as Gary Rowett reshapes squad. So... Uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe some of those players that we talked about wanting to leave will be on their way. Uh, just this from the article itself. Gary Rowett is primed to sanction half a dozen exits in the final few days of the transfer window to clear the decks as he finalises his squad. The Stoke boss has highlighted key areas where he still needs more depth or quality heading into next weekend's championship <clears throat> opener at Leeds United. And while he wants to keep Jack Butland and Badu Di, and who may yet entice big money bids, he says some who want away should look in the mirror to explain a lack of suitors. That is oh. <clears throat> positive, isn't it? That
1: is good. What? Good noises lie? from Gary. Those were good noises from Ben as well.
2: I'm liking. I'm loving <laughs> I, that those who who those who want away should look in the mirror because
0: they're just not good enough. That they're not getting bids. Just,
1: yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you so little snugs. I think I, I I meant to say this earlier, but I think the thing that is different like when we look at the St Pauli friendly yesterday when we lost to them last year Mark Hughes straight away our uh, individual errors have cost us blah de blah, blah blah Gary Rowett this time round has come out and said no nah, it weren't good enough and I've told them it weren't good enough and I told them if it was in a proper game that I'd be really angry and disappointed at them and that is what I want to hear D- despite all my like reservations on how we played this pre-season the fact that he recognises where the faults are is a real positive to me because it suggests that, yeah, we do know what we're going to do to try and improve the situation. We're not a finished article, but at least someone recognises that and knows that we need to put the work in.
0: I completely agree. And I'm conscious of time, so I'm just going to introduce a brand new feature. And uh, Chris and Ben, you've... Had a, just a little hint that this was going to be happening. It's the first ever Wizards of Drivel Predictor League. Yes! Because uh, we're entering a, le- a league now where we don't know anything about the championship, really. We may become experts in time, but uh, yeah, uh, we could, could really embarrass ourselves with a lack of knowledge. So, uh, you listening at home, if you're still with us, thank you. Uh, and you can get involved just uh, tweet your prediction for the next Stoke game using hashtag Wodpod, WODPOD Get 3 points for a correct scoreline 1 point for a correct outcome so 1 point if you predict Stoke to win and they do so it's going to be, hopefully we'll do this for all 46 games that may change due to midweek games and whatever but us 3 will play you lot can play let's see who knows their stuff Chris Leeds is a week away. What is the score
1: going to be? It's going to be Leeds United one, Stoke City one.
0: Who draw from Chris there.
2: Ben. I'm gonna go. Stoke City two, Leeds nil an away victory. Feeling confident. I'm gonna say Marcel no Bielsa. He's gonna get hit there. Oh,
0: very nice.
1: I just I I work I work in Leeds at the moment and all the like billboards around the town have got Bielsa there like welcome to Leeds and I'm there thinking nothing could possibly go wrong with this advertising <laughs> campaign <cafe>, could <laughs> it yes Mar-
0: Mar- Mar- and Bielsa and Leeds United <laughs> are such a perfect match it's just unbelievable but uh given that I'm going to say it's going to finish Leeds United 1 Stoke City 2 Ooh. So there we go. None of us have predicted a Stoke defeat. Jeez, may, long may this continue. And of course, uh, play along with us by using, has, using hashtag WODpod on Twitter and then we'll work out kind of week to week who is the best. And maybe, if we get to the season, there's a clear winner. We might dish out some prizes. Uh, just depending if this podcast is still running by then. Which it may <laughs> not be. <laughs> um... But until then, the plan is very much to continue and we do have plans to really step up our game this season. You may not have been able to tell from the quality of this episode, but this season we really do want to kind of push it in terms of content, not only in terms of like getting great people on the podcast, but also kind of doing more in and around the podcast, whether that's like video or social media or just generally making it worth your while to be involved. So uh, if you want to uh, send us any blog articles because i know there's a lot of stoke writers out there the wizardsofdrivel.com is always open for submissions uh, whether that's something funny something you know deadly serious opinion pieces any tactical analysis that you think good at, or it could be something as kind of random as a guide to the best pubs in the championship or something which is something i'd love to research if not right um so any kind of written piece that you want to get out there by all means chuck it our way if you want to support us uh, by donating a dollar a month go to patreon.com forward slash wizards of dribble we are going to be putting uh, stuff on there sporadically we did put some uh, brilliant edits that our mate Pottermouth made of england's world cup run if you want to kind of reminisce on england's world cup run go and visit them on our patreon page and yeah just one dollar a month and you help support this podcast and you will get the occasional bit of bonus content in the meantime as always we're on twitter instagram and facebook and it's a week to go oh god ben are you excited
2: i am absolutely buzzing i can't wait to watch again we're watching it in manchester dave should we are you coming down still
0: I I I don't know. You've put me on the spot now. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll if you
2: do, then <laughs> wizard, talk to you wizard drivel listeners can come with you as
1: well. Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, is you, is that you. they can come with them, like physically or metaphorically? <laughs> metaphorically only. I don't want to. See, <laughs> like I don't the, want to see anyone.
0: Because because if honest, it's like Comic Con. You can like arrange to
1: get an autograph and oh. a photo with us. Oh, because I always. But, but you get five minutes. But I always thought that like the Wizards of Drivel listeners were, were always with us, like the Force. They're just always around us.
0: Yeah, no, it's not that. Oh, just, okay. <laughs> it's Fair just enough. people, Chris. <laughs> Stop talking about Star Wars. Uh, but thank you very much for joining me, Chris. Always a
1: pleasure to hear your references. And there's more to come. If you like this, follow me on Twitter. Or just listen to this podcast, and I'm just going to make it my mission to make it an even weirder season. <laughs> I was going to I was going to speak to you, Dave. I know, I know. It's, we're, we're trying to wrap it up in times of the essence, but I saw, and this is Stoke related, so let me finish. Um, you were you, you were saying in our group chat that you were trying to re- you were looking and reading at the Magna Carta, weren't you today? Of that that famous bit of history. Well, I just did. You see, over the summer, a Stoke councillor woman who was standing for election um, for her reinstate the monarchy abolish the Magna Carta party oh that's good it wasn't she was really racist
0: (laughs) 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 and on that note thank you very much listening to the Wizards of Drupal podcast go on Stoke